pound, we the best around. Uh, we designated spitters live every week. Designated homie, cause we sticky heat. We designated spitters. Talking Yankee baseball, hip hop for the streets. We designated, we innovative, we designated. Spit is time, let you know. We designated, we innovative, we designated. Spit is let's start the show. Well, last night, a new World Series was crowned a winner, unfortunately. It's the Houston Astros, but again, I already said it. Uh, they deserved it. They won. They deserved it. They're doing the right things in that organization. But before I go any further, I am joined by the man himself, Ruben Cruz. What's going on, fam? What's up? What's up, y'all? How's it going? Guys already know Ruben. Ruben the man on Twitter. If you don't know Ruben on Twitter, <laughs> you ain't on Twitter, okay? Yep, yep. Ruben, yep. man. Oh, by the way, too, everybody give a little congratulations to Ruben. Baby boy on the way. Thank baby you, boy. You. Baby boy on the way. Let's yep. go, fam. Let's go, man. I tell you right now, Ruben got his own little team being built over there. I feel you, Ruben. Gotcha, bro. You know, you got the picture of the catcher. Let's see if we get, start getting a first base. <laughs> <laughs> got to keep him rolling, fam. So, really today, I mean, let's, let's, let's briefly touch on, um, of course, the World Series and you know, uh, the Houston Astros winning it. I, I think the big takeaway, at least from me, right, from a Yankees fan is the the Houston Astros lost Carlos Correa, and they said, hey, we're going to plug in our shortstop. We could have also very well went out there and got a Trevor Story. A lot of people thought Story would be a good fit. They could have went out there and got a lot of these other guys. They said, you know what? We're going to go with Jeremy Pena, and we're going to leave him there. He may go through some struggles, we know he's pretty good defensively, and we'll see what he does overall. The kid is the ALCS MVP and the World Series MVP. What does that tell? What does that tell you, Ruben? That tells me that uh, one, the the development is good. They trust going to the young guys. Um, not only are they about it in terms of developing prospects, but they actually go for it. You know, because that's what that's what got them. In, uh, you know into the playoffs into the postseason for so long. Right. They committed to their to their folks. The yep. people that they they, they groomed in, in, in their system to be major leaguers. You know, you got Altuve, you yep. got Bregman, yep. you got the four out of the five starters in the pitching staff are from the farm system. So they trust their development system, bro. That that's what that tells me. I mean one of the relievers also was uh, from their farm system. Yeah. So Pena is a real deal, bro. No doubt about it. Pena is awesome to watch. And I tell you what, like, I, I called every single World Series game. I called the ALCS, of course, the ALCS with the Yankees where they got swept by the, by the Astros. And, you know, coming into the series with the Yankees, I remember a couple of things I said immediately. Um, this was when the Yankees were about to beat the Guardians. I said, I said, here's the thing about the Yankees, everybody. They cannot go into that series just thinking they're going to win the way they've won a, the few games they won in the second half. They got to change things up if you're playing Houston. Now, yep. you do that with the rosters. That's why you got a chance to change your roster when you advance in the playoff because you got a different competition. You got a, a different type of team. Yeah, when it came matchup. to the exactly when it came to the Houston Astros, I said, if you're gonna play IKF, play him at third base and put Peraza at shortstop. 
because you need to add contact, you need to add speed, and you got to wreak mm-hmm. havoc on the bases if you're going to do anything against Houston. You can't give that team extra outs. The Yankees disregarded all of that. They continued to play Donaldson every day when he looked horrible. Still being defended, by the way, till this day by Yankees brass. Give credit to Brian Cashman. He came out and flat out said he had a horrible offensive season. So good yeah, for him for doing that. I give credit what credit's due. Always do. But um, when when you saw, because we, we haven't really talked uh, before the ALCS, when you saw that the Yankees were continuing, kind of in the same nonsense we saw, did you have mm-hmm. hope at all? Like, was there really hope for you that they're going to get past this team? Nah, man, to be honest, no. I, I, I didn't because, I mean, I said it um, to some friends of mine a, a, a couple of months ago. I, I don't believe in the offense. Like, I just don't believe in, in the nature of how they go about their at-bats. Um, we had too many regressions offensively. We had too many folks um, relying on the long ball. Like, Donaldson uh, never adjusted his approach. Um, he, he had one of his better strikeout rates last year, and this year he goes back to being a strikeout machine. Yeah. So then you had that. Uh, what was his rate, by the way? Do you have that in front of you? Uh. Last year, I'm pretty sure he was around the 20% range. Like, he had cut it down pretty significantly. Right, right. But this year, he was, like, around 27 28%. Wow. That's a drastic jump. That's a huge so like, jump. Yeah, so he, he became uh, uh, pretty much, like, we wanted more contact. He made more contact than Gio last year by in terms of when it, whenever he made it out, at least he put the ball in play. But then it's like it, it went right back to where – Gio made all the contact and he made all the strikeouts. Yeah, just completely reversed. And it's it's kind of comical too because I remember joking around about it a lot. Like I was, you know, I did the thing where I said, hey, I'm going to be the Twins GM. I'm going to call it Brian Cashman yeah. and all that. <laughs> and it was just comical because it feels like it's scripted comedy almost. And you could just kind of just have fun with it because the Twins ended up with the left side that we thought we might have. We were like, oh, well, yeah. you know. <laughs> you know, we're, sit- we're sitting there in the offseason going, holy crap, like we might have Correa and Gio. Yep. And the Yankees were just like, let me just give you guys that and we'll take IKF and Donaldson. It's insane. That, that never made sense to me, bro. That never did. Because you, you have Correa who was... And in- you were one of the guys, by the way, you were one of the guys that said you didn't like the deal. Uh, yeah, I was like, I was like, okay, I can see where they're going at. It has the potential for doing good. But it's like, dude, you could have gone with a 28-year-old short, uh, shortstop and 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 you already had a third baseman there, so it's like it, 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 you're gonna get rid of Sanchez if they want to Sanchez that bad. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And the, I, funny, I, and the funny thing is with the Yankees is you go back to what Brian Cashman said when that deal was made. They go into spring training and he and he looks at the the camera directly and he's like, uh, "Well, you know, Gio Urshela is not Josh Donaldson." And Gio yeah. Urshela is like, "Cool, okay, no problem. We'll see." Yeah, yeah. He, and he just he had said, a much better year. Yeah, he said, I'll, I'll, I'll go back to being Jewish. Because he, he, he's like, I'm not trying to hit 30 bombs. Yep. But I'm going to make sure I get my contact rate back up. I'm going to hit for average, hit with runners in scoring position. All the things that Donaldson didn't do this year. Yeah. And and, and it's crazy because um, I never understood why, like, uh, the whole aspect of how they research players, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like, we, it, it, you know, it might be a fluke, but sometimes after so many at bats, it makes you wonder, you know? And I looked at uh, Donaldson's uh, career, just hitting in Yankee Stadium, not just as a Yankee, but overall, he's never hit in New York. Right. 
So if he dominated against us, it was in Toronto. Mm. He just never hit in New York. As a road player, now a home player, he's never hit in New York. So when when do we take those kind of stats into account and saying, this guy can't see the ball in New York? Ruby, could I answer that question for you? It's too, <laughs> it's, it's, you know why? It's too obvious. Right? The, Yan- the Yankees don't like the obvious. It, it's funny, too, because, again, I always go back to this. I'm going to have Kevin Kernan on again very soon, but when Kevin Kernan and I spoke to him, and, and I did that interview, and I asked him about the Joey Gallo trade, he goes, Pete, look, at the end of the day, if the Yankees relied anywhere on advanced scouts in this situation, the scouts that just go watch, and the scouts that mm-hmm. get to learn a player, they ask questions about plays, they write those notes in there. Mm-hmm. He said 150%. Those scouts would have said, hey, look, he is not a fit for New York. He's not going to be able to handle this. It's not a fit. He wasn't. Forget the strikeout. Forget this and that. Personality-wise and who he is as a person, it is not Mm -hmm. a good fit for him. The Yankees Mm -hmm. threw it out the window. They went with Mike Fishman and his guys. They go, okay, well, analytics shows this, that, 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 that. And that's going to fit our line of better. Let's go into it. It is You know what it is? It's funny saying this. Somebody brought this up to me recently. They go, Pete, you ever played out of the park baseball? And I'm like, yeah, I've, I've played that game before. You kind of, it's just like you're the GM of a club and you kind of just mm-hmm. put guys on a field. He goes, yeah, that, that's what the Yankees do. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, they don't see the human. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> that is actually, that is actually really smart. You're right. They don't see yeah, the human. They don't. There's no human element. There is no Jack Curry. And we're gonna get to the com- the, the the press conference they had when Jack yeah. Curry talked about IKF. And he heard, they, they went to Boone, then they went to Curry, and then they went to Cashman. And the last question to Boone was him defending IKF. Hard, hard body. Oh, his numbers are great. He should have been a gold glover. He's a great defensive fielder. And they simply went to Jack Curry. They go, Jack Curry said, there's analytic numbers that tell you that IKF is one of the worst fielders, and then there's some that tell you he's a better fielder. Yep. He goes, but when you saw Peraza play short, you, you never... saw with your eyes mm-hmm. that he is extremely smooth, he's smart, and he makes the tough plays look easy. That was enough he's... to say put him at short. But this mm-hmm. is what the Yankees do, man. It, it, it's like they are in the twilight zone, and all of us are normal, and there are these weird kids running around like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. No, it's ridiculous, bro, because I look at it, like, so often, they'll because uh, I'm a big, like, numbers guy, right? So I'm yeah, always yeah. constantly looking at analytics. I look at, but I look at all of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? You but it pick seems and like choose. It, yeah, no, like, to me, it's like, okay, there's something that's got to be valuable on this player, but then I got to match it up with the eyes. You got to be able to see it on the field, too. Yeah. And just because uh, a home runs look nice, just because maybe a batting average looks nice, but then you got to go look into, okay, we're in this scoring position. How is he hitting? You know, uh, no one on base, how is he getting type of thing? Because right. that makes you understand, okay, what's their best skill set and where do they feel the, the most comfortable at? Mm. You know, and that was the problem that they had all year. So then it's the like same thing with the defense. You can't use defensive run save and, and exclude outs above average completely. Thank you. you know? Thank you. Because, because look, Ruben, I don't want to cut you off. I want you to keep going. But yeah. I tell this to people all the time. Analytics are fine. If you're just one of these people go, oh, no, 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 no analytics, no analytics. That's stupid. You should have analytics involved. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. It's exactly what Ruben just said. And this is what too many people do when discussing analytics. They'll give you one number and disregard everything else. 
Yep. Oh, those don't matter because this <laughs> one's more important. It was with the whole Joey Gallo debate, remember? Well, oh, this WRC number says plus. And, then, and, then you're, and then you're like, hold on a second. But what about batting average? Who cares about batting average? It doesn't matter. Okay, but what about what about this one? What about that one? Those don't matter. So, so, but then you'll bring up another, oh, I can't hit for average. I thought it didn't matter. Like, what, what, what are <laughs> yeah. we doing here? Like, and, and it is, it is specific to the player. It is. It really is. Because, mm-hmm. again, everybody's their own guy. They do things a little different. But I'm just so happy you mentioned that point is that you can't regard one thing and disregard the other. And the Yankees did it all year with IKF. Yep. And, and let and me it, say this. It doesn't make sense, man. It doesn't, but I think you're going to agree with me on it because you said this a lot during, I remember your, your Twitters, you would defend IKF a lot. And yep, let me tell everybody this. Let me tell everybody this. The only real people to blame for IKF are the Yankees, not IKF. Yes. And I said Agreed. this a lot. I said this mm-hmm. a lot. I Yes, yes, I did. I said he shouldn't play something. I did. I said he shouldn't be the shortstop. But every time mm-hmm. I said it, Ruben, I said, look how bad Donaldson is. Put him at his position he's supposed to be at. And he looked good at third. He played he well at third. He looked good at third, yes. Like his bat even came alive when he was playing third base. Like he was hitting for more, like, like, like more, more extra he base was hits. Two like homers, I think, at third base. He had two home runs. His first homer was at third, I believe. Yeah, like the, the I think two out of his like three home runs came I, at third base. I think so, yeah. I think Yeah, it, so it, like, he, he looked comfortable, bro. Like it's just it, like – not everyone can play shortstop in New York, bro. Like Correct. this, that's Derek Jeter's spot. Like you gotta have a certain type of temperament uh, on the field. And like, even though he holds himself accountable, he doesn't make excuses, which I love about IKF. Me too. But at the same time, you can't keep putting a guy in that kind of situation, knowing that that he has an issue going in. Because I, I I looked at, at out above average, and I was like, yeah. okay, what's up with IKF? And I like out above average only to kind of. Describe where is he struggling. He's great going side to side, catching the ball. He has great range. But the problem with him is that his arm is in the in the in the low lower Long tier half, yeah. of arms. Yeah. yeah. He he averages like 81 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, the guy struggles going towards the ball. It's like mm-hmm. it's not natural to him to go towards the ball from the shortstop side to then make a quick throw, knowing that his arm is not strong enough. Right. So that's so where he Ruben, was the most Ruben again. Here's the crazy thing for me, right? Mm-hmm. I'm Pete Simonetti. You're yep. Ruben Cruz. Why mm-hmm. do we know this and they disregard it? That's the thing I, I question myself. If they love Donaldson's defense so much over Gio Urshela's, which I I completely agree with the defense, I, but too. then why aren't you evaluating it the same way as shortstop? And you can argue a more important position. Yeah, it's a more you, important position. No question. Donaldson graded well in both. He graded well in outside average and defensive runs. They should have been a couple of winners. He got, they robbed it from him. I agree. But if, if Donaldson, same, here's the crazy thing about those Gold Glove Awards. We know this. If Donaldson yep. had 25 homers and batted 265, he probably would have been on there. He would have been yeah, on there. Donaldson had such a horrible year that they disregarded him completely. And here's yeah. the funny thing, right? I, and going back to that press conference, there's the two guys. I mean, these are the two guys that caused the most commotion when it came to the Yankees this year. Yep. I have no problem, by the way, with Aaron Boone mm-hmm. saying Donaldson should have been a gold glover. Because you know what? When you look at it in the defense aspect, he should have been. He should have been a top three. Boone is right about yeah. that. Here's my problem with Aaron Boone, and I'm so thankful that I can make the comparison. Because people go, oh, maybe you're nitpicking. No, 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 no. 
there is nothing wrong with saying he had a tough offensive season. Yeah, to he try did. to make excuses for his offense really bothers me to the degree that I'm so happy. I'm so mm-hmm. happy that Cashman came on and just flat out said, we thought we were getting a better offensive player. He was not good offensively. End of story. I don't got to say, hey, he was hot a little bit. He was cold. Mm-hmm. This happened. No, 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 no. He was not good offensively. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, Cashman did that. But then you go to IKF. And mm-hmm. Aaron Boone immediately went back to the defense and immediately felt the need that I got to defend this guy here when you're not throwing your player under the bus by simply saying, hey, look, there were some plays I thought he should have made that he didn't make. But he's mm-hmm. very hard on himself, and he's going to improve, and he wants to improve. Yeah. Does, and he could, does that mean he's not our shortstop next year? No. Because you're not going to just yeah, go, no. no, he's not. You're not going to say that. But let's, yeah, no, like, it, let's let's have a little accountability, please. Exactly. Like, but if IKF can hold himself accountable, and if, if Donald if, if Donaldson can hold himself accountable, then why in terms of the on, on defense? Because if Donaldson doesn't hold himself uh, accountable offensively with his pimping uh, wall scrapers and and uh, getting out at second base, that's right. Like my thing is, why can't Boone do the same thing? You know, like, and look how quick like, he was to go at Sweeney. He was like, no, Sweeney, no, but that's who he is. He's going to say he's bad. He's going to say he did bad. Then why can't you? Yeah, like if you know the player is willing to hold himself accountable and you don't want to maybe trash his confidence, but you could say, man, he's a hard worker. Yes, there's some plays that he missed, but, man, he's a guy that he's ready uh, right back the next day trying to fix that mistake. You know, you could say that. Of course. I don't, you find, know, you anything, could... I don't find anything wrong with the man. He's not throwing him under the bus. Yeah, he's just saying like, hey, like, uh, he, he, yes, he messed up a few plays, but I can tell you right now, he's trying to fix it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you to know? me, to me, that just makes all the sense in the world. And Ruben, here's my takeaway, and I'm gonna ask you about your takeaways from the press conference. I'm sure you unfortunately sat through that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> watch some of it. I gotta oh, read man. this. This is what stands out with me, Ruben. And I tell you what, man, I, I truly believe that anybody can win a World Series. So I want to get out of the way for anybody who goes, oh, Pete doesn't think we can win. Anybody can win a World Series. Yep. I truly believe, though, the Yankees are in a very dark place. I really I really believe that. And let me let me tell you why I believe that. This is a quote from Brian Cash. You probably already know what I'm going to say. Yeah. Pe- people do not be get let go because of results. If they have a good process and they're doing the job well, that's taken into account. Ruben, can I ask you a question? If you're working for me at a bank, you're one of my bankers, right? Every day I'm training. I've trained you for three weeks. You started the job. I trained you for four weeks. And I said, Ruben, look, this is the process. You follow it. The results are going to happen. You got to follow it to a T. I'm telling you. You know why I'm telling you? Because it's worked. It's worked before. So do this process. You come in after three months. I look, you go, hey, Ruben, man, what's going on? Uh, I mean, the numbers aren't good. I mean, uh, well, I gotta let's go talk. All right, I'm gonna have to. I gotta. I gotta write you up for performance. Yeah, but you know, yeah. are are you following the process? Uh, not not to a T. Well, that's probably the reason. Exactly. That's probably the reason you're not winning. Exactly. I have honestly, Ruben, in my life, I don't think I've ever read a more asinine comment 
than that comment right there. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Uh, like listening to it, I was like, okay, process. Okay, you got me. Okay, yeah, you're gonna have a good process, but a good process equals results. You know what I mean? You're gonna get results. You had five years. You've had uh, well, yeah, you've had, you've had it since 2018. Five since years. Moon yeah. has arrived. Yeah, and you're telling me it's taken them this long towards moving towards getting more contact, getting more defense. And we still have the same manager that does the same stupid bullpen moves since 2018. Yep. Because a lot of people point towards Boone saying, oh, he has like, he's averaging in the high tier of 90 wins. And I'm like, but look at the product on the field. This team is built for the regular season, but they don't do squat in the playoffs because and, they don't prioritize baseball. And Ruben, you know, the funny thing about when you, when you do what I do, when you do what you're doing on, on your channel and, and where, you know, content creators in general look to do, the funny mm -hmm. thing is, man, during the first half of the year, do you know how many times I said, man, that's an awesome, smart move by Aaron Boone. That's a good job by Aaron Boone. Do you know how much time? People don't notice because they also mm -hmm. all Pete does. It's nothing to do with not liking Aaron Boone. They remember the bad, not the good. You know what I mean? the bad, not the good. Ruben, I remember in the beginning of the year, right? I remember sitting there saying, holy shit, he's sitting down Glaber Torres for two games. Wow. Mm -hmm. He's, he's or, actually or, doing or it. Or allowing his starters to go the third time around because yes. they're pitching well. Yes. You know I what I mean? I remember saying, I said, <laughs> I said, guys, I said, here's what I think happened. I think Boone came around and said, guys, look, I got to try to manage this game a little more. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to come back, I got to manage this game. And then Ruben, everything they did in the first half completely disappeared. And I don't want to hear injuries. I don't want to hear injuries. And, and, and you that's can the thing. still manage the game the same way. You can still manage the same way. He started letting the guys get away with not hustling the first. He let mm -hmm. all that shit happen again. And then it just became yep. a circus. Yeah, I mean, it, it happened again because, like, and, and, and that's why I don't like the, the injury um, excuse. Right. Because at the same time, you could have told Donaldson, stop pimping your freaking uh, wall scrapers and, and run. Right. Run. That's right. We need, to right. Get to, we need you to get a second base if that thing doesn't go out. I remember one and, time, Ruben, when he pinched something. He went back to the dugout, and mm -hmm. Boone went to go grab him, and he literally just walked by him. You remember that? He walked yeah. down the tunnel, like, move. Mm -hmm. I don't want to talk to you. Like, he sh like yeah. shoot him away. Get out of here. Yeah, he, he just left. Yep. And, and that's the thing. When you look at it, like, it's like something with the way he was handling the opening and, and, the, and, the, and the starters. Yeah. Oh, we started struggling, so we're going to go ahead and micromanage our starters again. Yep. And it's like, dude, yep. it was working. You weren't, you weren't overusing your bullpen. You had them rested. And now, why don't you start developing um, what the Astros did? This is my seventh guy. This is my eighth Thank guy. Thank you. This is my ninth guy. Thank and then you. you have your set guys. We're like, these are my fire guys. These are my guys that I just, I need to get out of this, this, this inning, regardless of what inning it is. But you gotta have your set seven, eight, nine, and these are my fire guys. Yep. Like it's just, and I know Michael King was a big blow. In terms of the of that portion of it, yeah. but bro, the rest the rest of the bullpen was very good, but it, he put them in horrible situations. Terrible, terrible. Like you're pulling you're pulling uh, um Cortez with eighty something pitches or ninety pitches. Oh, uh, no, I just felt like the lanes. Stop with the lanes, bro. Look at the freaking game. The guy was pitching well because he got into trouble the last inning. You know, Ruben, Cortez always figures it out. Ruben, look at Wheeler last night. Exactly. Look, look at that move. I mean, you're, you're talking about a move that I told everybody this when it happened. Ruben, no joke. Go back I, I to my game you. season if you watched it. I said, yeah, I, I said, guys, you this move is going to backfire so bad. Oh, yeah, but Alvarado. 
the guy crushes lefties one, and he's not a crafty lefty. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to throw it by you. That's all he does. That's not it's the ridiculous. guy to do that with. Like, Bro, here's the thing. It, I remember saying when the Yankees faced the Ash, everybody's like, yeah, people lefty, lefty. I said, no, but it's different with Nestor. Nestor Michaels, yep. Nestor's crafty. He's not yep. gonna just say, I gotta blow a pitch by, um, by yep, no. uh, Jordan Alvarez. He, position, yes, position. It, it's a different type of pitcher than Alvarado is. Yep. But here's the thing again. Do you know how long Rob Thompson is going to live with this in his head? Until he dies. Yeah, he's going to be like, damn, that could have been the one. Especially if he doesn't win another one. Correct, because here's the other thing, Ruben. This, I, I, was t I said, guys, look, it's much easier to defend and say, mm -hmm. you know what? If, if Wheeler gave it up, Wheeler's better than everybody in that bullpen. He was at 70 pitches. He, they, gave up, they had three hits in oh, five and one-third innings against him. He was dominating. It it doesn't make any sense. Like we already saw it with Snell in 2020. Yes, exactly. And I remember we and saw I, it with Boone, Boone and Cole. Yes, and and I remember I remember the faces of Bellinger and Mookie yep. in 2020, looking at oh my god, they took out Snell. They couldn't touch him. Yeah, and you're and you're telling me that you're gonna take out Wheeler. Because he got two men on base on first and third. And they weren't even hard-hit balls. It wasn't like he was getting smoked. The guy could have easily dropped a double play, let the third the, uh, run on third base score, and then the next one, he struck him out. Yeah. Like, that's your best pitcher on the staff. This guy has been every bit worth of the money that he signed for. Yep. Like, and I more. mean, you could, you could make the case that he's been worth what Cole signed for. Yeah. Because when he, when he signed with Philly – he led the league in innings pitched for two years in a row in 2020 and 2021. Yeah, he's been a workhorse. And he, has, he hasn't had an ERA above three in all years that he's been in Philly. Yeah, he's a horse. He, he's, lit, he's literally been the ace that they, 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 they were, like, looking for. Yeah. And you're telling me you're not going to trust that, dude? It's insane. It's, it's, and again, here is why, and I'm trying to let people understand this. Here is why you got some people that simply blame analytics and new school baseball because that's all they could think about it that being. Because in old yeah, school that, baseball, that's a notion they keep telling us. That's Correct. A, that's a notion Correct. they keep telling us. And yep. if you think about it, here's why I, I loved the way Dusty Baker managed. Ruben, yep. the lineup was the same every day. At least one through seven. At least one through six was always the same. Was always yeah, the same. one through six is the same. And seven and, and through nine, you already knew his rotation. Yes, exactly. And then you knew who was, it was going to be Hector Neris, Montero, mm -hmm. Abreu, Presley. Yep. And you knew those guys. Okay, so, oh, man. remember? Do you remember when the Yankees had Batances, uh, what's his name, mm -hmm. and... Um, Miller, yes. Chapman. Uh, yes. They had, they had the three-headed monster. Remember they had oh the three-headed monster? Everybody yep. said... Shit, you better be beating the Yankees by the sixth inning because you got to face those three guys to close it. Mm -hmm. It's a mindset. And, and it's like once you know your role, forget it, bro. You take off from there. Of course. And that's the problem with some of these guys. Like, like Wandy stepped it up in the in the postseason. I was like, wow, like Wandy really took took a hold of of like I gotta be that guy ready every day. But that was him taking himself into that kind of role, right? right. Because Boone doesn't doesn't set roles and that. That's the problem. Is like it's you can't keep problem. going based off the matchup of the lineup every single time. Sometimes yeah. it doesn't matter where in the lineup you're in. Simply put in your guy. Correct. Put in your guy because the, it, it like too many times I've seen him like say, okay, I'm going to go with this guy because, uh, you know, he's lower leverage. He's going against the butt on the lineup. I said, bro, we're in the seventh inning. 
like we're getting close to the tight game. You don't think that these guys are going to step up and, and put up better at bats? Look at the catcher Maldonado who broke, who played with a broken hand. Yeah. In the postseason, yeah. and hit better than he's ever had all year. Yep. You're telling me they're not going to step up and be like, no, no, I got to make sure I get on base. Yep. Like, come on, man. And look at those. Look like, at the role players too. To Christian Vasquez with a with a huge hit yesterday to make it four four to one, huge single. But again, here's a team. Look at Yuli Gurriel. What do you have? Two strikeouts or one strikeout the entire postseason? Yep. The I mean, and I postseason. And I said it in one of my videos uh, earlier this year that watch one of the Sox players be one of the, the keys to winning the postseason, and they trade for them. They yeah. traded for Vasquez. They yep. shored up their offense at, from the catcher position. Yep. So they got they got Vasquez and put him there. Now you got a two seventy hitter at a catching position. Yeah. And it's like, people say, oh, but the average, it doesn't really matter. It's like, yes, but it does matter in the postseason because you're not going to walk as much in the postseason. Yep. You're going against the best of the best. If you can't put the ball in play in the postseason, forget it. There's less chances that you're going to hit the home run that you're looking for. Yep. That's like, right. it's like, come on. You, you want the home run? Yes, we want the home run. Then why don't you get the guys that make more contact? Oh, but it's not all. It's like you gotta at least have a chance to, to even have that happen. Well, I think that's one of the reasons too why Yankee fans really are so fed up with Brian Cashman is because the majority of us, and that's why I always say mm-hmm. this. I said it's the majority of Yankee fans have been calling for this since even after 2017. Mm-hmm. We need yep. to add contact to this club, and even yep. when Judge emerges, okay, I got Judge and Stanton in this lineup. Why do I need Gallo? Why do I need more power? Why don't I just put guys around that are that are speed threats, that are contact orientated? That's the mm-hmm. way it should go. And that's why I always say it is not this hard. It's not hard. It, it's really not. Like I mean, you have you had the 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 recipe in two thousand nine. You had your right. contact guys on the top, right, left, right, left. You know what I mean? Or Jeter right, Damon. left, left, right. You know what I mean? Come on. And you had that. It, it sucks that they got injured. But even when they were not injured. Boone didn't do it. You could have had Lemayhew put it a batting first. You could have had Benintendi batting second and slide Judge down a third. Judge hit 351 this year. Last yeah. time I, I looked at the stats, it's been a while. But I know he was on 350 with runners in scoring position. So you're telling me Benintendi, who's more prone to hitting doubles than, um, in his career than a Lemayhew, then why not do that? Yep. And like, Robin, it doesn't make any sense. Can I read you Game Six's lineup real quick from the 2009 World Series? Go for it. Just listen, guys. Everybody listening to this, just listen to the balance and the type of players these guys are. Now, it's not always easy to do with these guys, but just think about this for a second. Derek Jeter, Johnny Damon, Mark Teixeira, A-Rod, Matsui, Posada, Cano, Swisher, and Gardner. That lineup, Ruben, has power, speed, contact, everything you need. Balance. Eye, balance. Batting eyes, right, left, switch mix, everything you need in a lineup. And here's the crazy thing is, the Yankees have the power guys. They have those guys you could pencil in and go, hey, look, Mm -hmm. they're the pop. So that's going to lead me in to what Ruben Cruz thinks the Yankees should do in 2023. And you don't have to go in there, you know, they trade, you don't, what do you, what, what is just your thought process early? A lot could change. What is your thought process of what the Yankees really need to do in 2023? Um, 
All right, so this is what I believe. I really don't think Cash will do it um, just because I just don't believe in Cash. But I really think that if you really are about to win, you need to target um, – obviously, you got to resign Judge. Judge, you, you resign him. He's done his job in cutting his strikeouts, getting for average, doing all the things that he needed to do. Like, right. all, all his numbers went up this year. Um, sign Ben Intendi. I like the Ben Intendi deal. I've already told you I'm a big Ben Attendee guy. I picked him up on an Uber ride. You know what I mean? I like him too. So, <laughs> I like him too. I like Ben Attendee too. So, I do. And and Benny Benny knows what it takes to play in New York. You know what I mean? And and I think with the shift being eliminated, the guy is going to start hitting for power. Is he going to be afraid of, to pull the ball a little more because the shift is gone? Mm. So you can have like a 300 hitter mm. with a 20 home run pop and still hit like 40 doubles. Right. But you got him in left field. You get judged, resign Rizzo, but if it were to me, if it were me, find a way to get rid of Donaldson and Hicks and and, and even Torres, to be honest. Yeah. And you can put uh, a, at I'm third base. At third base, you put Correa. Like that's that's the guy I would want because I was looking at at the career numbers right in the in the postseason. Yeah, the guy's numbers are exactly the same. Yeah, he performs in the postseason. In the same way he does the the the, the regular season, well, also, the guy yeah, is you, you, know, of you know you know what I what I really dream of Ruben and and you said it right early on and I even put a tweet about it today I said guys look I'm just you know I just don't foresee the Yankees making the changes that they need because I feel like it yep. does take a level of creativity that Brian Cashman just doesn't show that he has yeah. and for me you're right can you imagine the corners being manned by Correa. And Rizzo, and then up the middle, up the middle, you got your young guys. You got uh, Peraza and Volpe at second. Yeah, I mean, would and anybody if you be wanted... mad at that? I mean, would I mean I don't? I think New Yorkers would be ecstatic. I think they would sell so many tickets that head would spin. I mean, you if, if they still want to do the whole um, service clock time thing with Volpe, you could even put Cabrera at second. Correct. You could say, you, you know, know what? what? I mean? Let's let let, let let's get the year extra. When you mm-hmm. know, them being the Yankees, it kind of pisses me off because I'm like, you guys should be signing these guys after two years. Anyway, exactly. Sign them early, like everybody else does. Stop this nonsense <laughs> that we wait. And that's my thing with Cashman. I'm like, bro, that is old school. It needs to go away. You don't wait till a guy, you don't wait till Aaron Judge is the best player in baseball. It just, it, it, I don't understand when like, you have like the old Cleveland teams in the 90s. And I remember listening uh, to this on the MLB network. The, uh, I forgot his name. He was the, like the GM or part of the front office or whatever. Mm. And this is a couple of years back. They used to extend their guys early, and that's why Cleveland was so good in the 90s. Of course. With their with, with the big boppers, the Manny and, and Tommy. They used to extend them. Look at Atlanta now. Atlanta's yes. extending. They got, the, they got their first base, second base, third uh-huh. base, right field, center field for basically eight to nine years. Yeah. And then you have um, their catcher, Who's still basically pre-arbitration for five more years? That's right. And you're telling me that you can't you can't extend your core. You should have extended Judge. Look at Jordan Alvarez. I mean, think about that for a second. Bregman, Altuve, these three were extended. Correct. And you don't think Payne is going to be if he has another good year next year? Of course he's. He might be this season. You never know. They might. They might do it now. They might say, "Look, bro, don't wait." That's what I'm saying. I'm gonna give you the money now. Yeah. Forget about arbitration. Don't worry about it. We're gonna pay Mm -hmm. you now. We want you here. Yeah. And and that to me is just. these are all examples of why us fans simply say it's time for a change. You know, Brian mm-hmm. Cashman, he likes to flaunt. I've been here forever. That's the problem, bro. <laughs> it's like you've been here a long time, but it's 
it's like at a certain point, bro, it's like you've only won one championship since basically 2001. Yeah, and and let's you know the the cra- I I, I understand like when Brian Cashman eventually goes away and he's a, he's he's probably going to be a Hall of Famer for all the time and everything he's won he, he should mm-hmm. be for an executive, no denying yeah. that. But a lot of like me and you we we lived the dynasty, so we could sit back and go, well, in reality, I mean that really wasn't fully Brian Cashman. So mm-hmm. when he kind of got the reins of the club, after especially yeah. after I think before '09, he really started to get more control of the team. Yeah. Like on oh seven oh eight, like that's yeah, when he really that's, doing his moves. But what has been done since then? And, and it's crazy because he's always lacked the pitching for those teams. Like it was always because he wasn't wanting to go after the big guy that he was supposed to. Like I, I you know, people that know me close, like I, I still lament the whole Cliff Lee thing. Like Cliff yeah. Lee was the guy we should have gone at that time. Yeah. Now he's fixing the pitching, and this is the part that bothers me about Cashman that he is so slow to make adjustments. Because Great 20, 2018, he comes in. We have one of the worst infield defenses. You saw it all year with Andujar. You saw it all year with yep. Labor, um sharing between shortstop and second. And then first base, we had Lavoie, but um, towards the end of 2018 and the rest of 2019 and everything. But it's like your infield defense was never ready to play. Right. And then you go into 2019, same thing. And then he, okay, boom, 2021 comes in. And he's like, okay, we need to start making a change on defense. Right. So li- little very, by little. and He's a very late adjuster. Yeah, he adjusts very way too late. late. So, yeah. Oh, we need to get lefties back again. It's like, it took you to, up to 2021, right. th- uh, since 2018, to realize, oh, we need a lefty. You had a Michael Brantley available for years. Correct. Twice. And you passed, is- up, uh, passed up on him. Ruben, he'll get him now. And he's going to be terrible. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't know doing it now. We're gonna get him like everybody's happy. He plays twenty games this year. You know? Let's get him when he's thirty-six. You that's know? what he when does. That's what they do. That's what they do. It's funny. We joke around about it, but would that shock you? Bro, that wouldn't shock me. And man, remember the years before Judge? They had Vernon Wells. Uh, they had Andrew Jones. Yep, Lyle Overbay. Lyle Overbay. They had all the 36 and up. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it was a 36 and up here. club. Yeah, and it's wild, man. So. You know, uh, your expectations, honestly, your expect, your you, what you would do is very similar to what I would do. Mm-hmm. I've already said the same thing. Judge needs to come back. I am all for getting Carlos Correa. I am all for it. And if anybody asks me to, mm-hmm. what if I do, would you do Benny or Carlos? i do Carlos if I had to choose between those two. And I love Benny. I, but here, let, me, let me explain to you the reason why. Let me I, I give you my reasoning why. Well, here's my only reasoning it. why. If I'm going to have an infield with these young guys coming up, I need somebody there with them that's like, no, this is how it's done. I need a real Mm -hmm. leader on that left side with them. Donaldson's good, but I need somebody that can command a little more respect, and I believe Carlos Correa is that type of guy. And on top of that, the Yankees desperately, Ruben, need a villain. They desperately need somebody that's a villain. And you already got a backup left. You already got a backup option in left field anyways. Correct. You got Waldo. Correct. Waldo, Cabrera can just go play left field. Correct. You have DJ in second base until Volpe is ready or just to start Volpe instantly because at this point, DJ should really just be a utility guy in the infield. Yeah. And who knows? I mean, hey, look, if I talk about this all, I actually just had a, I have an interview coming out with our new prospect guy, um, Dane Huber, and I mentioned this to him. I said, Dane, here's my concern. The Yankees are going to end up keeping Glaber Torres and trading Peraza. 
And that, to me, is what the Yankees will do. I don't know about this yet, but I just know Cashman. And to me, they didn't have confidence. And whatever they want to say about Peraza, they didn't have enough confidence to play him. Whatever they want to say about him, they did not feel he would be this good in the major leagues to play him last year. That is such a Cashman-type move that it's frustrating. It's frustrating because... He talks about building from within, but then he doesn't go for it. Nope. Like you had, like he went. You start you, when he finally gave a chance, and Duhar and Torres, there was growing pains. Correct. And then he goes and he's like, "Okay, oh well, man, uh, and Duhar really suck at their base. Let's not even put him there anymore. Like let's not even let him get better. He gets injured, comes back, and it's like you never committed to him, bro. And then like last year in twenty twenty one. Oh, we're gonna go ahead and uh, move into left field for ten games and call him up to sit on the bench, and then we start playing him, and he gets hurt. And it's like, why don't you just let him develop where he's supposed to develop, and then call him up when he's ready, Bro, or to commit to him? The 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 annoying thing too about the Yankees is even when they got Benintendi, I'm going, yes, finally a leadoff hitter, and they bat him sixth and fifth, and bat him third and fourth, and, and it's like, come on, dude, like. It, this guy's almost, a number two hitter. Correct. Like, in the World Series lineup, he was a number two hitter. Correct. And it's almost like, see, that, I think that, and this is my problem. This is why I got so mad at the beat writers. I'm, I'm sitting there saying, I'm saying, guys, an easy question to ask is simply this. Hey, Brian or hey, Aaron, whoever you want to ask it to. There is a major feel of a disconnect between yourselves and the fan base. The yep. fan base sees completely different than the way you all do. Now, I understand you all have a process, but what would you really relate that to? I think that's a phenomenal question because Boone comes out and simply goes, I don't listen to any criticism from anybody. I don't I don't hear it. That's bad. You, need, you should. At a certain point, he needs to. Thank he you. Needs to. Because, like, I understand you want to shut out social media because you don't want to, like, necessarily let them completely influence you during the right. game. But at, at a certain moment in time, after so many years of constant, like, failure in the postseason, you got to be like, okay, what am I doing wrong? I got to hear right. listen to the fans. Just, well, what are the, yeah, what are like, the fans seeing that I'm not? Like, I, yeah, I understand I got a different viewpoint, but what are they seeing from the outside? Exactly. Because, like, yes, you're managing people, but it's like you're not even – it's so funny because he's, he's such a, like, player's coach, as they call him, player's yep, manager. He is. And, and, and you're like, oh, I'm here for you, buddy, this and that. But it's like, bro, but then if you really cared about your players – then why wouldn't you give them peace of mind and let them know where they're going to always hit? Because he's not a leader. You know, like, he's it doesn't make sense. Ruben, it, it would... <laughs> in, in, his, in his press conference, he flat out said, I came back when he re-signed because he likes the camaraderie. He likes to be one of the guys. And I'm watching this, and I'm going, bro, you got to be the leader. You can't the sit there the and room. say, and that's why I was. I was. I said, you can't beat all. Oh, it's just kumbaya. I can't beat that. You gotta be the guy that demands respect and goes. This is what you're doing. Doesn't mean you gotta be an asshole. That's it just simply fun. means you gotta keep guys in check. You can't sit there and say, you know what? I'm. A, I'm just a part of the guys. No, you're. You're. You're the leader in the. You're the coach. House. You're the coach. You're not one you know, of the guys. Yeah, I mean, it's like it, you and me are both parents, right? Yeah, yeah. When your kid, when your kid does something wrong, like we're like telling them, hey. We hold them accountable. 
But we're not there to be completely buddy buddy with exactly. our kids because it, they need direction still. They're not going to see what we're seeing. Right. So you're telling me as a coach, you're not going to tell him the perspective from the outside perspective. Yeah. Tell your player like, yo, you looked really bad doing this. Exactly. Maybe your mind is thinking something else, but you need to realize what you just did. That's right. You got to see it from everybody else, but you know your teammates are watching yeah. you not busted down the line. We got young exactly. kids in this clubhouse that are yeah, I mean, that we're expecting to bust it out. When you're running the first base and you drop the bat and put your head down and you just jog, the guy bobbles the ball and still throws you out. What are you thinking? For so many years with Gary Sanchez, with Torres, and then it, my problem is that it, it's even gotten to Giancarlo. And I don't know if Giancarlo's had leg issues and stuff, but even he's pulled Donaldson moves. No, oh, of course, he's, yeah. I mean, it's a right field. It's a wall scraper. Why are you admiring a wall scraping home run in the, well, in the Ruben, bottom? again, and, and this, is, this, is, this is why I harp so much on leadership in that clubhouse between Boone and Cashman. Because you know why it happens? Because it's allowed to happen. It's basically yeah. you working for somebody, right? And every day you're open at 9, but you're there at 9.30. And the boss just always goes, hey, man, good morning. Hey, man, good morning. Hey, That's man, good morning. Man. Hey, man, good morning. Hey, man. Nobody's ever sitting there going, hey, look, hey, we open at 9. You got to be here at 8.30. It's, it's like they they took up the Robinson Cano uh, juice. Yes, yes. And they say, well, he's, he's reliable. He's here every day. Yep, yep, bingo. And and bingo. it's like, Robinson Cano was such a good Yankee. I wanted him back and everything, but Robinson Cano was pretty lazy at times. And they, and they had to pu- they had to pull him to the side and say, "You need to hold yourself into a higher standard, bro." Yeah, Girardi because you got all the time in the world to be an MVP. Yeah, that's right. And and, and it's like you got to do the same thing with like, Glaber. Glaber coming up, we we're all thinking like this guy might be a future MVP. Yeah, because he got. What- he, and that's what balls me. And that's what balls me about the clubhouse. Because yep. I'm sitting there and look, yeah, I, I get it. Not everybody sees what happens inside the room. Yep. But I can't imagine anybody is really taking the reins here because it shouldn't happen all season. With the and same my guys. thing is if, 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 as a leader, you, you need to also know the temperaments of your players, right? Facts. So if you know this guy hits like he, he doesn't want to be the guy. He doesn't want to hit third. He doesn't want to hit fourth. He doesn't want to be, be the huge RBI guy. Then why are you hitting him in that spot? Correct. Exactly right. You know? Exactly, because exactly right. Benintendi has always been a table setter. Right. Same thing with DJ. He's more of a table setter. He excelled at running in scoring position, but he was still in the top of the order when he did it. Yep. So then when you look at Judge, he's clamored for years to hit third. Yeah. He's done it every year. He's like, hey, I'm ready to hit the coach. Like, put two men on base for me, you know? When we got Rizzo in 2021, Rizzo, for a good majority of that lineup, was hitting second. Yeah. Judge was hitting third and Stanton was hitting fourth. Yep. Because Judge was like, yo, you got two men on base for me. They can't pitch to me. Correct. Of course. Because now they're going to – they have to throw strikes. But you're – you're not gonna value that because oh, and Olympic says you uh, you put your best hitter in the second in the second spot. Look at who was batting second in the postseason for Houston. Yep, Pena. Pena, that's right. Because Pena, ha- they knew that this guy, okay, he has a temperament to uh, get on base when we really need him, and we also know that he is a really good hitter. Correct. He just needed time to bat. adjust. Yeah, he controls the bat well, doesn't strike out a ton. Like that's the kind of stuff you gotta worry about, and, and that's why to me it's like. This lineup, while we did cut the strikeouts down, we got more balance. But it took since 2018 to do that. 
Yep, that's right. Like, that's right. We finally got the left-handed first baseman. We finally got the left-handed left fielder. But it took us since 2018 until now to finally do it. And that that's, you know, unfortunately, we could talk about this all day because that is that has been the Yankees' way for a minute. So, Ruben, yeah. i tell you what, man. I have extremely enjoyed uh, this conversation and this show. Uh, please, guys, do me a big, big favor. Go follow Ruben on Twitter, at Cruz Yankee Fan. You see it right down there. Wait, wait where am I at? Right down over that way. You see it over there. <laughs> so make sure you go follow Ruben. Ruben is always a great follow because, again, he gives you numbers. He gives you reasons behind what he says. And, you know, that that's really the way it goes. So, Ruben, man, I greatly appreciate you joining us today. Any, any last words for everybody? Yeah, no, uh, thank you for having me on. Um, I also have my YouTube channel, nyynews-ruben, I'm, uh, and also write for nyynews.com. Uh, so, you know, feel free to look at the articles up there. Yep. And, um, yeah, like, I, you know, uh, just got to gotta put pressure on the Yankees, you know. Uh, we got we to gotta make sure they hear our voice, and I, I appreciate what you're doing here, Pete. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. You guys know the deal. We will never come whack on a designated spitters track. Until next time, guys, we are out. Adios.